Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Lifestyle Podcast. As you can see, we are doing mine, Mike's favorite aspect of what we do here, our deep dives. Deep <laughs> dives, man. We get to go in. Mike gets to nerd out. He gets yeah. to, like, know more about people than they know about themselves sometimes. It's pretty awesome. Um, or creepy. Yeah, it's, it's one of the it's, it's one of the it's two. A fine line between really cool and stalkers. So that's where we go. So, uh, but these are the, my, my favorite parts. To actually, you know, I'm a fighter at heart, and, and I love hearing other people's stories because I got a story. Everybody's got a story, but it, it's fun to hear those things. And, and Walt has a great story. So, Walt, man, how you doing, man? Thank you for I'm coming good, here. Brother. Appreciate you being here, man, bro. Mike. Thank y'all for having me. Man, sure. So, before you start with the first question. Chris allows me to use our friendship <laughs> to take more time than I'm supposed to. Yeah, and fine. if at any point. I'm a fan of this dude, so whatever <laughs> he needs, I got I it. take full advantage I of that. Got it. So, so, take advantage yeah, of Okay, it, my man. All right. I'm with All right. you. I'm in the pocket with you, brother. <laughs> All right, so starting before your UFC career, I mean, you're an athlete, obviously. What were you doing before you started? What was your job? What did you do? Um, so before I worked at UPS, I used to play college basketball. Yeah. And um, from the time I was probably five years old, um, I thought I was going to be in the NBA. That was my goal. That was my dream. I got the frame. You know what I mean? And I wasn't always this big. I was like a 200 pounds, 210 at the most, I think, my senior year when I graduated. But I just, I was player of the year at my college. Really? I just knew I was going to be a pro player. And that didn't work out. I tried out for three different NBA teams. Really? And it didn't pan out. And I went into, honestly. Europe? No Europe? No, I see. So with the Europe thing, they offered me, I think at the time, $80,000 to go over to Italy. And to me, my mindset at 18, I was like, man, that's pennies compared to my friends. Well, here's the thing. I, I played with Gerald Wallace and, uh, and, and Mario they're, Austin. They're making millions. They're, make, they're going to the league and making millions. And th these are my AAU teammates. So I'm like, that's a tip at no dinner. Way. That's, that's a, a tip at dinner. Yeah. But at the same time, I had to. As I got older, I became um, more aware and realistic about my situation mm -hmm. at that time. I was very cocky back then. I was, you know, I, I was like, man, I'm going to leave. Yeah. But when that didn't pan out, um, my wife and I had our first son, Asa. And I went, honestly, during that period, through a two-year depression because for my entire life, I had dribbled the ball. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I was just, I, I panicked. Um, and I had this kid on the way, and I'm just like, man, I don't yeah, know. There's responsibilities there, Exactly. Man. So I started working at UPS and, you know, doing little odd jobs to kind of help my wife out. My wife was the breadwinner for a long time. She was forensic nurse at Children's Hospital. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, so she told me, you know, if you really want to get into fighting, because I, the story of me getting into fighting was an accident, honestly. Like, I went into a gym in Vestavia to train just to kind of get back into shape. You know, I was like, man, I'm an athlete, and if I can be quite candid, during that two-year period, I was mixing and mingling with a lot of guys that weren't for me. I was in the streets. No I was good. doing, a, yeah, yeah, they were no it's, good. It's and I was, life, though, man. Yeah, and I, I was doing a lot of crazy stuff, um, you know, back then. And I just got to a point where I wanted to change my life. And so I went to Vestavia to the Goals and got a membership. And I started running and working out every day. I got down to, like, 245. I was still playing basketball. How, 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 how did you get? Oh, I had gotten up to 310. Ooh. And you, you quit. It, you exactly. quit. Yeah, I quit. I gave up on life. And you but know, man, you know what you're saying is, I don't think a lot of people can realize the fact that when your whole life this has been your goal, and this is all you know, and all of a sudden that's gone, you're lost. Well, I, I mean, was people don't have lost. any idea. Like, oh, just do that, man. It's not that easy because in your head this is all you built up, and this is all you know. 
and that's taken away, it's not that easy just to be like, well, move on to something else. Right. It takes you out, and you know, I I can say just just being an athlete, you know, that after high school, I had somewhere to that I was lost for a while until I got into fighting as well. Yeah, and it, it, go ahead. Yeah, so so essentially, basketball doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. You stumble into a boxing gym. Mm-hmm. You win two Golden Gloves title, one in Florida and the other one in Alabama. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you moving quite a bit at this time? Yeah. Um, so I have to give a lot of credit to my coach, my, my first coach, John Dye, because in Alabama at that time, there wasn't a lot of outlets for fighting. Okay. Um, you know, I fought a lot of unsanctioned fights here. Yes. Um, but to propel my career to where I wanted it to go, we had to travel every weekend. And he took his car and loaded it up. And we get on the road. And I fought from as close as Atlanta all the way out to Vegas. For amateur fights. For amateur fights. Wow. So he's footing all the bills. Yeah, he was well, he was trying, you know. I mean, we weren't making a lot of money. And then some of the promotions would give us a couple hundred bucks for gas and food and things like that. But like you know what I mean? (laughs) But it was never um it was never a, a, a job to me at that time. It was just about I love to fight, and he loved to train me. And honestly, at that time, I never envisioned the UFC. Did, did you always like to fight, or is that something you found out once you went to the boxing gym? I found that out later. Now, I'll tell you, it's when I rush. was a kid, yeah, it is. And when I was a kid, I fought in the neighborhood. You know, yeah. I was, but I was the smallest and the youngest. I got bullied a lot back in when I was young. My brother and my Where older did you cousins. Grow up? Yeah, <laughs> well, so I, I grew, going there. Well, the first part of my life, up until sixth grade, I lived in the hood. You know, so, like, that was just the way we lived, you know. And then my mom woke up and was like, hey, I got to get him out of here before it gets bad. And she moved me to Homewood, which changed my life. That's that's Um, a a real mother's love is what they do. Exactly. Even if it means separation. She sacrificed a lot. And so Homewood changed my life. That's why I still live in Homewood. I still love Homewood, everything. Uh I ran for city council in Homewood. Like, that's just my, you know, that's my place. Um, But growing up, you know, I never fought. That was just, I I tried to avoid it. You know, and if I had to fight, I, I did it. You know, my grandma was like, look, don't let nobody beat you up in your yard. So I would go out and fight. <laughs> it's a different, you know, that older generation is just different. They different, like, they, It's come yeah. from a different cloth. Go out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't eat till I fought, you know, I defended mean, myself. I remember, remember one of my buddies, uh, he said he, he, his dad was like, hey, that kid's bigger on you better. Come in here, you're getting a woman. You know, fight your back. Yep. Came in there. <laughs> that made him go back out and fight. Every came back time, up. That's an old school mentality. We like that. I think we can use a little we need a little. We need a lot of that. Yeah. So then, like, you do the Golden Glove stuff, and then you transition to MMA. Mm-hmm. What was that transition period? Did you ever think about just pro boxing as well? I did. Um, that was my first love. I still love boxing to this day. But when I started training, I was 22. So it was like I knew the politics of boxing. Yeah, I knew it's I, rough. Yeah, it's rough. And I, you're you right. know, I was like, man, I'm I'm gonna jump in there and get sacrificed to the wolves. Let me go do a sport that's it's got a name, but it's not blowing up. I was I, I was a business major, so I could kind of see the model mm-hmm. becoming what it is today. Honestly, nice. and if I'm really telling you the truth, I was like, man, I'm gonna go into do this MMA thing. There's no guys really doing what I'm doing. I'm athletic. I'm fast for heavyweight. So let me just try that because. I feel like my odds are better because it's a mixed martial arts situation, mm-hmm. whereas opposed to boxing, these kids come in at five yeah, years but you old. You never wrestled though. But it wasn't about back then. It wasn't as wrestling was a big deal, but it wasn't as prevalent to me, honestly, than it is now. Yeah. Well, you know, and, guys and, are realizing now, like, all right, you gotta do it. You gotta and, have the base. Here's a real, in my opinion, I'm wrong here, but I feel like if you're not gonna have a wrestling background, 
the best weight class player in heavyweight because I've been lighter the guy. You have a wrestling background. That also factored I mean, in. If you're a heavyweight, I mean, you can get away with it. You don't have a bunch of heavyweight wrestlers. No, I mean, it's no. hard to find heavyweight fighters, let yeah. alone a good wrestler <laughs> at heavyweight. So, exactly. You know, that just was kind of my thinking in it. And I was having so much success in the amateurs. I was 24 and 1 as an amateur. Oh, my God. Yeah. So a lot like, of amateur fights. And, and the reason I did that is because I didn't fully know if this is what I wanted. I was scared. You know, I'm going to be honest. Every fight for me still, to this day, I'm terrified. Well, you're supposed to be. But it was just, it was like, is this it? You know, and I just kept winning and winning. And like I said, we were traveling. I was fighting every weekend at one point. Like, literally every weekend. That was the circuit You know what I mean? That's the circuit. That was how we kind of came up. So I was thinking in my head, okay, you're winning, you're winning. And then I won my first amateur title in Tuscaloosa. I'll never forget it. I cried because I had always come in my basketball career. Yep. I'd always come one game away and we lose. You know what I mean? I had never really won anything. And then this is by myself. I beat a guy that was very, very well known in Tuscaloosa. Um, and then the crowd started chanting UFC after that. And that's when I was like, man. I was like, damn, this, this might be, you know what I mean? It's like a like, pro wrestling moment. Yeah, I was like, yo, this might be yeah. your career, bro. Like, you might need to focus on this, like, extra, extra hard. So. That's kind of when I started locking in. And, and, uh, okay, but your first fight in MMA, like, obviously you're based here in Alabama. You're mm-hmm. fighting in Florida. Your first fight's in New Orleans. Well, my first. Amateur yeah, My fight. first, like, recorded. Oh, See, yeah. There we go. I fought some unsanctioned joints. Yeah. Uh, my first, the story about my first unsanctioned fight is crazy because I fought in Bessemer, which is, like, where I grew up till fifth grade. So you got. So you went back to the hood. Yeah, I went back. I went back home. <laughs> Showing people you still got it. Still got Who it. Who wants to still got Who it. They were now? like, probably like half of them are thinking. I remember him till the fifth grade. He was a scary cat. Little punk yeah. So he's getting in a cage. You know what I yeah. mean? And then you got all my Homewood people came back. So I think that we we packed out Bessemer Civic Center. That was I think thirty five hundred people. Oh my god! It was insane. And I remember being in the locker room. Were you the main event? I, I was. I don't think I was the main event. I think I was probably like the. Co-main, yeah, like, if you turn on them ticket sales, yeah, wherever like, you are, yeah, you're at the yeah, end. Yeah, I, I, was, I was pretty close to the end, but I remember being terrified. And the crazy part about it, I was fighting my coach's old training partner. Oh, man. Was and there so, some bad blood there? I don't think it was bad okay. blood. I think that he just kind of moved on okay. and the gym kind of broke up. And then this guy was still kind of fighting and coach was, you know, because he's not that much older than me. He's like seven years older than me. So the guy was yeah. still doing his okay, thing. Okay, okay. But I was terrified. I'm like, man, this dude's fighting. You know, you might me. know my secrets. Yeah, yeah you kind of go through like, that little head. How'd the fight go? <laughs> That's the funny part. So I'm scared, and I ended up beating the guy, and he he rocked me. The first first opening bell, boom, sends me into the cage. I get up and I throw like a three piece combo, shatter his jaw, like crowd's going nuts. I throw my mouthpiece, you know. <laughs> King I'm, of the world. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm on top of the world, and I'm feeling good. And uh, that's when I realized, I was like, you know, I probably can do this for a living. How, how many unsanctioned bouts did you have? I had four. I fought three of them at the dog track, and that one in the uh, Bessemer Civic Center. Okay, so, like myself, coming from a wrestling background, I'm used to being one-on-one, me out there, nobody mm-hmm. else. Da, da, da. It's your first time doing that. You know, how... Explain yeah. the nerves of being like, did you, how many times did you go, what am I doing? I, I'm I did leaving. The whole way to I'm the leaving. I'm not even going to, let's just, let's just go. Let's Why just am I here? <laughs> Why, I, what am I doing? I, I told my coach in <laughs> the locker doing. room, I remember saying, like, I want to fight. You sure this is for me? Yeah, I told, I, he's like, you know, you know, remember the line? 
and I'm in the front of the line. They're about to announce me, and he's got his hands on my shoulder, and I'm trying to like turn around, making sure he don't leave. And I'm trying, yeah, he's got, he's got, he's, he's, he's trying like, to turn around. No, he's like, we're good, we're good, and I'm like, coach, I don't want to do this. What am I doing? And I remember it. it's so crazy in those moments. You can remember everything. Oh, yeah. I remember the color of the canvas. <laughs> I remember hitting the door lock. I'm like, I'm in here now. <laughs> and I look across. This dude's like 275 Damn. at the time. I'm like. What am I doing? Can we what work this doing? out? Can we, can we just work hey, this? But, we don't have to fight. Hey, I don't care what you say. No matter shit. First, there's not a, a, a one point you don't let's think. What am I doing? What am I doing? I mean, Everybody. what am I doing here? Carlos Condit has a great story. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Go if y'all get a chance to go check his interview out on ESPN about how scared he is before fights. Who you talking about, Cowboy? Cowboy. It's Cowboy unreal. is more nervous than you think. It's he's unreal. very calm, cool, collected. I've been in his locker room. He's, he's a he's a beast. I love Cowboy. Shout out to Cowboy. He's one of my That's favorites. My buddy. But another one, you wouldn't expect this. GSP. Yeah. You say GSP before is like you know, ranting around. Why do I do this? I'm just gonna get a normal job. I'm not doing. Everybody's like what? <laughs> I'm driving oh, yeah. a taxi. Yeah. Oh yeah. So your first say, like your first sanctioned amateur fight is against Justin Thornton. Mm-hmm. Where uh, th- that was his first pro fight. Oh, uh, my, my fault. Yeah. Tim Buchanan in New Orleans. I apologize. Yep. I'm skipping that. So, how, how, did you drive to New Orleans? Yeah, we drove down the sugar to the Sugar Factory. I think is where it was held, which was a dope event for an amateur fight. Um, they put on a great show. And another terrifying thing is Tim was actually one of Pat Militich's guys. Oh, yes. So I was terror. I was like. You know, like, Legend. what am I doing? Legend. <laughs> I, you know, I was terrified, Man. I'll be honest. But me and Tim had a war. You know, we went all three rounds. Uh, probably two of the tiredest heavyweights you'll ever witness in a fight. Uh, like clinching. Yeah, it was. Well, it wasn't clinch. I was throwing bombs. But I think the third round, we laid on each other. He had me mounted for a little bit. Uh, couldn't do anything couldn't with do it. Couldn't do anything with it. Like, it, was, it was an ugly, ugly fight. Man. It was, it, but it was a great experience. The thing about Buchanan is, like, when you look at his record, he's only got three fights. His, yeah, sec- <laughs> his second fight's Derek Lewis. Yeah. Can you imagine? The third one? Ah, third one was, like, another guy that's got, like, 30 <laughs> fights that <laughs> he just a- missed the UFC. 0-3. Yeah, he's like, 0-3. Like, that's and- forced. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's Tim terrible. was a, like, bro, I, when we got done fighting, his face was like a pack of hamburgers. Uh, he's had that I, at all three events, I think. His, he's I had- mean, I was wailing on him, and he wouldn't go away. Man. He's tough as nails. You learn a lot about yourself when yeah. that, that nail keeps getting up, you know? Yeah. So then your second fight, like, they've, you've been done absolutely no favors. Like, you're talking about the politics of boxing. Mm-hmm. Politics of MMA are, are, are coming after you as well because your second fight is against Lawrence Larkin. It's in Kentucky. That so, was amateur. Though. Yeah. Right, second amateur fight, right, mm-hmm. that recorded amateur fight, mm-hmm. where he actually, you took a loss on that fight, mm-hmm. and he actually went on to the UFC and Bellator yeah. afterward. So... Like you've had two really hard <laughs> fights in a row, which Starting is abnormal off. for you know somebody at the amateur. D- describe that situation. Um, well, with Lorenz, I mean, I just wanted to win. You know what I mean? I love to compete. So they called me and they're like, "Hey, I didn't know anything about it." You know, I honestly looked him up on Facebook. That's how I kind of like saw videos on him. And they were like, "This dude's a champion, blah blah, whatever. We need you to cut weight to meet him." You know, because, of course, Lorenz ended up fighting as low as 170. No way. Yeah, yeah. Lorenz is a monster. Oh, oh it was Larkin. Yeah. Lorenz, oh Lorenz but we met at a catchway to 227. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll meet you halfway, 227. I'm like, <laughs> they, they're like, you look, if you don't make the weight, you can't fight. I'm like, all right, whatever. But how far like out was this? Bro, this was in Braden. Don't, I don't want to say what, it wrong. It's Braden, Kentucky. What time frame? 
What do you mean top? Like with, for to cut weight and like. You... I had a uh, probably like five weeks. Okay, but that's, that's how, yeah, much I had time. Time. how much okay. did you have to yeah. lose? But I was like I said, I, I got down to two forty five. That was my walking around weight. Oh, okay, that's you know, still so a lot. It, the weight cut was brutal. Um, I had never cut weight before ever. Hugwares don't cut weight. Exactly. And I had never cut weight a day in my life. Oh, my God. And if you know that time, it wasn't the towels in the water tub. We did the sauna, shadow box. We did it the old school way. And I did it the night before the fight. Oh, my God. Dude, you had to feel terrible. I did. I felt absolutely horrible. Um, But in my mind, I didn't understand what it was. So I was just like, all right, figure it out. Let's go in there and fight. That's just me. You know what I mean? Um, We fought. It was a good fight until I got caught, you know what I mean? And then I look back and I'm like, man, that dude went on to be a badass. special. Badass. Special. So you can't look at those losses. And it was the amateur loss, too. It's like, all right, it doesn't mean anything. But that's what you're seeing now. Then, then you don't know. You, you don't know. know. You just like the fight. It hurt. Man, it, it really did. It I hurt remember, to lose. I hate losing. I remember one of my fights, you know, I, I get called out to California for a fight. And the guy got hurt. Something happened last minute. WBC back in the day. No. No, they, this wasn't some other organization. They go, oh, we got this guy. Uh, he's real good. He's a young guy, Nick Diaz. I'm like, all right, whatever. So he was he won Grappler's Crest. I don't give a shit. I don't even know what that is. So I fight this young kid. He's like 4-0. I fought in UFC already, you know, and fighting in Japan. And I lose a split decision to him. And I, at that point, I remember talking to my buddy, I was like, I was about to quit the sport. I was like, I'm getting beat by young kids who have no business. And what the hell's going on? So I felt better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, not a bad split decision loss. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But that, that, you don't know. You, don't you didn't know, know Larkin was going to be the man. You, know, it's I like, didn't. you just don't know. You're like, but you I knew question was, everything, man. You know I knew, good. I knew fighting him how good he was. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I had fought guys you before that. Dog. But then yeah. I was like, damn, this motherfucker's good. Yeah. Oh, can no, I yeah, 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 it's you oh, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're good. My bad. I ain't know. We're good. We're good. But I knew when I got out of there with him, I was like, that dude's really good. Yeah. And then I kind of followed his career. We kept in contact, and then he went to strike for us, and then he was in the UFC, yeah. and he was having success. I he was had that like, dedication. I was like, this dude's good, man. All right, I don't feel bad about the loss to him. You yeah, I mean? yeah. But, yeah, that was a tough – I didn't re- – I, like, Learning experience. Now you're telling me how tough it is. I'm like, Damn, it is that was crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> that ain't right. That, 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 that ain't right. Now, that being said, sometimes, especially amateurs, you can have extremely tough fights. Now, your first – Pro fight, you know, Justin Thornton didn't seem to be quite as tough of a fight. You know what I, mean? I, got him, I got him out of there pretty quick. About 15, 16 seconds. Yeah, actually. it was pretty fast. <laughs> How was the transition like to, from amateur to pro, though, like mentally? Um, for me, I think it was just competition because when I was an amateur, I was I had the ability to throw elbows and knees because I would fight in Tennessee and uh, New Orleans. So okay. it wasn't a transition where I had to take. I never wore shin guards as an amateur. That's good. Okay. So it was like, all right, cool, you know. Um, you know, I'm just going into a fight where I'm, I'm getting paid. Exactly. I don't want to lose half my money. You know what I mean? So, Chris, on that same card, it's his first pro fight. Obviously, it's a big step up. Crazy horse is sharing the same locker room as yeah, him. Yeah, dude. That wow. was phenomenal. I, I, okay, so. Did you cr- know who he was? Yeah, hell yeah, I knew who he was. Okay. I, I was he had like, like 12, 15 fights. So he, but he was fighting in, he had fought in pride, pride at yeah. that point. So, so for me, that. when I got into fighting, I went back and watched a lot of old fights. I have, okay. I have DVDs of yeah. Pride. So I saw him in Pride, and I was like, oh, my God. And then he was in my locker room, and I fanned out. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, you know, we developed a relationship after that because he was going through a tumultuous time in his life. He was supposed to actually come to Birmingham. We tried to move him here. To really? Train. Yeah, we were trying to move him He's here. He's talented, man. He's so talented, yeah, man. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, couldn't – he would listen to me, 
but, but he wouldn't he, listen. He wouldn't listen. Like he I was. Know. I remember I being like, you know, he, him telling me like, I'm getting ready for this fight. Um, I'm, I'm high, and I'm just. Like, oh. So, so he you know, know he fights for the for the bare knuckle organization. Yeah. So, which he looked phenomenal his last fight. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he's his last few fights. Yeah. Even he's, he's getting, better. when they actually got him training, he's looking better and better and better. But it's just funny. Uh, I don't even know if I should say this, but I'm going to. It was uh, <laughs> talk about him listening, not listening. So I walk into my, the, you know, the hotel for the bare knuckle, and I see somebody with their hood pulled up all the way, and the strings totally as tight as possible. I, I it's I, like he's looking through a telescope. I figure it's got to be yeah. him, but I couldn't tell. And I just, he's walking. Hey, hey. No, and he walked off. I assume it was him. I still don't know if it was. I'm 99% sure it was, it was him. 99% it was him. So, so was he a little nuts in the locker room at that time, too? No, nah, he was, was chill, he? man. He was focused on what he had to go out there and do. Like, I, I didn't see the wild side until, like, after, you know, when we okay. hung out. And, like, I got to go fight on other cars. Yeah, he's legit. He, and, but he's a. Man, he's so talented, man. He, oh, yeah. that's not he just act. never had an out. He poured his heart out to me. He's like, look, man, where I'm from, I'm the man. You know what I mean? So, like, nobody tells me no. And, like, yeah. he just never had a pe- the people he's, around him. Sometimes you got to respect someone. Like, even Muhammad Ali had a trainer. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Like, you he know? needed he that. He listened to someone. And I think he respected me for being real with him. You know what yeah. I mean? I used to tell him the truth. Like, bro, you need to get the fuck out of there. Like. Come to Birmingham. Yeah, we'll get you centered, you know. Yeah. But it's also a product of his environment. His environment, yeah. and I don't want to. I don't want to leave the comforts. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, That's tough. That's, that's so, tough. So his second fight was for the WEF. Jamie Levine. Mm-hmm. Man, his second pro fight. He fights Chris Barnett, six who, and one. who was six and one for a his, lot more experience. And he's a monster. He's a beast, bro. He was yeah. doing cartwheels and shit. <laughs> how do you get yeah, into crazy. the WEF, that's Jamie Levine, and how does that fight take place? Because it's, it's so, a little, yeah, that's a little lapsided. If I'm being honest, I beat Chris. I, Chris will tell you. Me and Chris are cool now. I beat him in the first two rounds. That's okay. just facts. I, I outstruck him in the first two rounds. He was very flashy with things that didn't land. But the third round, he took me down. And at that point in my career, I had no wrestling. No jiu-jitsu, so I couldn't get up off Jeez, my back. He literally fight. laid on me for the last, you know. Five it, minutes? Yeah. Four minutes? Yeah. It was the whole round. He, he was on top of me. The canvas was slick. I couldn't get up. I'm like, man, this sucks. So I got up. I'm thinking, man, I won that fight. But Chris was Jamie's guy. You know, it was hometown fight. I get it. How was it dealing with Jamie? Um, Very controversial he, promoter. He He treated me well. I mean, from what I remember, he, he didn't do anything uh, that made me upset. Uh, but I did find out after the fact that, you know, I walked into a snake pit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had did, a 6-1 guy. Know, God rest his soul. Yeah. I, I, I realized, you know, now what I was doing. But I just loved to fight. So I never really could say no. I, I didn't analyze like Chris Barnett's the number one heavyweight in Florida. I'm like, if I beat this dude, yeah. I'm the number one heavyweight in yeah. Florida. Yeah. And I ain't even from Florida. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's just how my mindset where I love to compete. And I made good relationships from that fight. So I fought Chris Barnett, and that's what my introduction to top team was. Dean Thomas was actually there. <laughs> and Dean, I was in the locker room in tears. Like, I cried to every loss. Not ashamed to say it. That's how competitive I am. Yeah. And Dean comes in the locker room, and he goes, you won that fight. I knew who Dean Thomas was when he walked. Of course, in. I was like, Dean Thomas. Yeah. I never forget it. He had one of these little cameras. He was documenting everything, and he had the camera on me. He's like, "Dry." He's like, "Before I record you, dry your face. I want to talk to you." And I'm like, 
holy shit, they ain't want to talk to me. So I go in the bathroom, I wash up, he sits me down, and he's like, dude, you got a lot of talent, blah, blah, you know, why don't you come to Top Team? And I was like, American Top Team? Like, <laughs> the, 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 the yeah. Mecca? Yeah, he's like, the Mecca. He's like, <laughs> it's um, true. Yeah. He's like, look, go home, you know, heal, whatever, any injuries you feel, I'll reach out to you, I'll get your flight, I'll make sure everything's taken care of. So I go home for two weeks, and to show me he wasn't lying, he DM'd me on my ride, drive from Florida. Me and my wife are in the car, and I see Dean Thomas pop up in my Facebook, and I'm like, and he's like, look, I'm serious, go home, rest, wow. and I'm going to make sure you get the top team if you want to come. Now, mind you, in that time, I had already had top team, or I had Dean, and then I had, at the time, Black Zillions. Uh, All legit teams. Yeah, their yeah. manager was reaching out to me for management. He wanted to manage me, and he wanted me to come down there to train. So I'm like, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do like I used to do in college basketball. I'm going to do a, a recruiting business. You know what I mean? That's how yeah, I'm thinking. I'm yeah, like, yeah, all right. Yeah. So I'm going go, to hit top team. I'm going to hit black zillions. I'm going to hit all these different gyms. See what feels to good. see what feels good that and what's right sense. for me. Because I knew at that point, after losing the Barnett, I needed something bigger than Birmingham. Sure. I needed to get better. And so I was like, all right. I called Dean like two weeks later. I'm like, bro, I'm ready. He's like, all right, your flight is here. Bob, Bob will pick you up here. Thanks. I got the top team and never took another visit to any other gym. It was really? Like, I was at top team for five years. I never left because I got in there and it was just the family environment, environment and, um, you know, the way they trained. I just, I liked that. It was, it was a dog-eat-dog mentality and it was something that I thrived on. It helped get me into the UFC, actually. So um, I'm very grateful to top team and thankful for the opportunity. And for Dean, sure. That's still my guy. Dean Thomas, the manager. Me and him were uh, roommates when I was the ultimate the fighter. fighter. Yeah, yeah you were. Buddies ever since. And, man, he's Love a great Dean. guy. He's hilarious. Love Funny Dean. guy. That's my dude. So your fifth full pro fight is against, it's in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly, you're, you're globetrotting, <laughs> you know, across the country. And it's against Anthony Hamilton, who later another trap. Another trout. Uh, another UFC, future UFC it. vet. Another trap. Um, so I think at that time when I fought Anthony, I was four and one. Yeah. But he was thirteen and one. That's a lot just of experience. Too much experience. So training in Albuquerque, I didn't know full time. Listen, Greg I, Jackson. Greg Jackson. So I didn't know any of this. I heard of him. Like I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Who? I didn't know. I know who Greg Jackson was, but I didn't know he was there. Okay. So I'm gonna show you. I go to Vegas, <laughs> and I like to tell people to re like the, so they can understand. Yeah. I go to Vegas, and it's just me. My wife and my coach. Okay. And we're in a hotel. It's family trip, quick yeah, business. It's like going to do some bit. You know, yeah. that's how crazy I was. I didn't even think I needed a bunch of coaches. Like, I didn't know no better. So I go out there, we're in the cafeteria eating, and I see Anthony. He's got Keith Jardine, uh -huh. Greg Jackson. Yeah. He's got all, like, all of the pros that I watch on TV <laughs> walking behind him. They're all in matching track suits. And I'm just like, uh -huh. I look at my coach and I go, what the? Uh, we should bring somebody else. I go, Coach, no, I go, this is a setup. I told him. I was like, dude, this is a setup. I'm going to die. Like, it's an ambush. Yeah, yeah dude, if he don't get, get me, wrecked. they're jumping in. And he's like, dude, don't worry about it. We're good. So we go out. We fight. And then SSC back then was like a big promotion. So you got Anderson Silva. He's got people fighting on the card. This is a big deal to me because yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm seeing all these people. But then I start thinking, dude. You're here to lose. Like, they didn't bring you here to win this fight. They like, won't be B-side. You're the B-side of the fight. And for me, 
And you know that, like, every time you're locker room, you're like, wait a minute. It turn, but that shit turns me up, yeah. bro. Like, I, I'm like, I you're doubting so. me because Alabama, I, I got a chip on my shoulder. I got a tatted you, on me. You like, guys get disrespected a lot. We get disrespected yes, a I lot. Agree. So I'm like, all right, cool. Yep. But we're lining up, and I hear all of his credentials, and, like, he's national champion wrestler. And I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. fuck. And then. <laughs> and, and in this corner, Walt. Yeah. But look, but here's the Some big I'm dude named Walt. I'm going to show you where my confidence came from. Yeah. He knew who I was. Ah! He said it in his interview. He goes, he's a great striker. I got to be prepared, blah, 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 whoop, whoop. And I said, all right, okay. it's game time. It's, now he knows so up. we go out there, and I'm still, of course, terrified, but I'm trying to hype myself up. And I remember my coach distinctly telling me during the whole training camp, don't get taken down. Well, I get taken down like the first 10 seconds. Of <laughs> but we, we watched film, and we knew how to get up. Mm -hmm. So I got up. And I tried to murder him with an elbow. I yeah. threw an elbow as hard as I could. He yeah. barely missed him. We break apart. We come back together. And I don't know what combination I threw, but it, everything like pieced oh, oh, That's a good one, man. And he, he was asleep. That's the best one. He throw. was asleep on the cage like this. And I was just going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. just slayed the giant. You know yeah. what I mean? In Vegas, I won the knockout of night bonus. Like, it was like a big deal. And, and nice. everybody was so excited. But. I look back and I'm like, man, they brought you in there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the best. Chris mentions that too. It's Sometimes the best feeling ever. It's the best fights to have are the ones you're unaware of until you're about to get in there because that mental anguish. You don't have time to think. Yeah. You don't have time to really He says that all the time. It, yeah. yeah. So, so you get two more wins in a row, mm -hmm. and then you've got a canceled bout against Nick Smiley. Mm -hmm. Why did that? I, I have a feeling, but I'm not sure. It's, well, I later learned out I think the UFC put that on hold. That's Because they figured. wanted me to come in um, and fight. Jared Rochelle. Jared Rochelle yeah. on, the, on the tough card in Vegas. And that was like, man, exciting, bro. Like, I wanted to fight Nick. Nick was a big deal in Alabama. But what did it feel like when you got that call? Because, I mean, most people, you've been training for a long time. Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate goal. And you always think, at first, I never get a UFC. And I was like, like I, I, I'm, I'm there. The yeah. Um, I mean, that was actually like six month period where, I, like, right before I got that call, we had tried, me and Nick were supposed to fight like on three different occasions. And it, it kind of, and I don't know if it was his injuries or what, but we never fought. It and happens. That was supposed yeah. to be my like coming out like, hey, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. Even though I fought Anthony Hamilton. Yeah. That was, cause, you know, that but was. But locally, we're talking yeah, local, yeah, like, regional. That was supposed to be like, hey, regional, I'm supposed to, you know, go out and do my thing. And I'm going to try to get in the UFC. Well, there was like almost a year where I didn't fight. And so I thought about quitting. Uh, and I called my manager. My manager at the time was Charles McCarthy. And I called him in tears like, bro, I got a family. You talking about Chainsaw Charles? Chainsaw. That's not my, my ultimate fight of season My two. God. I'm actually <laughs> going down there to see him in two weeks. So, uh, but that's, that's, that's my guy. He was managing me at the time. He's like, I can't tell you what to do as a man, but I promise you, you're close. Yeah. And I have been hearing that for so long. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is bullshit. Well, they went over Hamilton. You know what I mean? After the win over Hamilton, I'm like. If he Hamilton, beat you, like, he was gone. Exactly. I'm thinking in my yeah. head, if I beat him, then I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. But it never <laughs> happened. And so I just got discouraged, and I wanted to quit and go get a job. Cause my, and like I said, I'm it a man first. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I want to take care of my family. And I'm crying. He's like, bro, don't, don't worry about it. I promise you, you're close. And I swear to God, the next day, I got the call for the Rochelle fight. There you go. Next oh, so, day. So, oh, so they canceled the bet. Okay, so you get Rochelle, which you lose the split decision to, which mm -hmm. obviously not easy, but there's a, a UFC kind of mentality that you have to have going mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you also... I you lost to Krylov. To Krylov, who is a beast. 
Yeah, but at I the time I was four to one favorite. House was a smoke. Really? Yeah. yeah, dude. I was Vegas had me four to one over Carlisle. So I lost the Ross show, and I remember Dana. I, I was upset, but I remember Dana coming in the locker room and going, "You won that fight." So okay, my mindset is, yeah. "All right, let's get back on the horse." Yeah. Then I find out, which is probably the which I always from that point on never looked at the odds. I saw the odds of me and Krylov, and I was like, man, I'm supposed to kill this dude. I trained my ass off. Don't get me twisted. But I, in my mind, I didn't respect him. You thought you already won. I thought I already won. So I go into that fight. I'm like, I'm fighting in Chicago in the United Center, which is a huge deal yeah. for me as a basketball player. Cause I'm yeah. 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 I was there. Yeah, I mean, I was so there. I saw I'm that like, fight. Oh, yeah. I'm going nuts. I'm excited. I'm supposed to win this fight. It's going to be my first UFC win. And this dude clips me in the first 20 seconds of the fight. Ah. And I remember the fight's over. I get up. The ref's like, you okay? I'm like, fuck, I'm all right. I'm, I'm fucking trying to fight the yeah, refs man. like I'm yeah. pissed off because I know I fucked up. And he's like, you know where you are? And I'm like, yeah, I'm in the United States. He's like, all right, you're fine. And I remember going into the, the doctor's bay afterwards, and I looked at my coach, and I said, man, this ain't it. I'm not good enough. Yeah. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And he goes, no, you're, you're just emotional. You're just emotional. I said, no, I don't belong in the UFC. Like, I was supposed to beat. I was a four-to-one favorite. Yep. Like, he just smoked. And he's like, no, nah, we got to go back and do this and do this. I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm, I'm done. Well, I go home. I get a call from Charles, and he goes, man, we, we got cut. And I'm like, oh. oh. So my world's over. Yeah. I'm, I'm destroyed. A second time. I'm destroyed, bro. Like Your basketball and now Basketball this. and yeah. that. Exactly. And I went into another depression. Like, I was just like, man, I don't want to do <coughs> I don't know what to do with my life now. I got to the pinnacle, and I yep. wasn't good enough. Yep. That's what I kept telling myself. Well, the UFC had called, and they said, look, go win a few fights, and we'll bring you back. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let me, let me get my mind together. Well, they offered me the DJ Linderman fight. And, um, and, and Titan. Yeah. And Titan. And, and Linderman is a stud. He's a beast. He yes. had never been finished when I fought. Yeah, he's, never he's been a finished. stud. Yeah. So shout out to Lex McMahon. Like, Lex believed in me. He was like, look. I'm going to put you on Titan, and I'm going to let you fight DJ Linderman. It's a tough fight, but I believe if you go in there and perform, you'll be right on their radar again. And yeah. I was like, cool. I go in there, and I smoke DJ Linderman. I mean, put him away. Mm. And like, Did you have a different mindset going in? Oh, I was a savage. Bro. I was so determined to get back in. Yeah. My family around me, like Charles Rosa, like, they had insulated me. To, to They created a monster. Bro. <laughs> and I'm just be honest. Like, I lived with Charles, and he was every morning waking me up with the Rocky thing. Like, I'm not bullshitting, bro. He, he made me eat certain foods, made me train four times a day. Bro, I was a dog. Rosa. Rosa's the best. That's my best, uh, that's my best friend. My, I call him my little brother. Everybody knows that. Like, I credit him with a lot of me getting back to the UFC because oh. him and Sam, like, they were my roommates, and they just. Now, now back going back to some step, I remember, you know, when I first started fighting, they didn't pay hardly anything. And you didn't make much money. So the, my first big opportunity to make a lot of money when I was like, I went on the ultimate fight. You know? And I've been fighting for years. I had four kids. You know, like, same thing you're talking about. Like, I was, I said, my wife didn't work. So, like, I was responsible for everything. Working full time and trying to fight. Spent a lot of time away. So I felt like I owed my family a lot. Mm -hmm. When I lost a split decision and, like, the winner of that thing got, like, $200,000 uh, uh, or yep. uh, a, a title fight with St. Pierre, all this other stuff, and the loser got nothing, pretty much. Well, I pretty much got nothing. And 
I, I like I felt like uh, I'm not gonna lie, I felt in a way like a, a big failure and a letdown to my family. Mm-hmm. Did you have any of those feelings when <laughs> when, when you got man. cut? Because that's that that was the the worst time of my life, most humbling. Yeah. And, and when you really have to examine who you are, mm-hmm. did you have that same experience? I did, brother. I I I looked at my wife and I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. That, that you apologize to people, I did. and they say you don't have to They're like, dude, what are you apologizing, apologizing for? You know, and I'm just I couldn't help but be apologetic because I knew what she sacrificed. Yeah. I knew what my daughter, God rest her soul, Anaya had sacrificed. But Anaya was the reason, one of the main reasons I made the move to go stay with Charles in Florida. Because she was like, Dad, you you can do this. You don't stop. You gotta keep yeah. going. You know, like he kicked you out the door. Yeah, and I'm looking at like <laughs> How much she sacrificed yeah. as a kid, wow. babysitting when I was away yep. and my wife was working. Yep. You know, all the things that they were going through, and I'm wow. just thinking, you quit now. You just basically told them, us. yeah, you made it all worse. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take a this motivator. Leap. I'm going to go down the top team. I'm going to live in the gym, and I'm going to make sure I do everything I can to get back to the UFC. And that's where Charles came in, and he was just like, bro, this is what we need to do. He's like, dude, you're too talented. You have to go about it this way. And I went and did everything they told me to do. And I fought DJ Linderman, and I got called back to the UFC right after that. Well, not really. You had a cancel bout against Dave Herman. I did. I did. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was supposed to fight Dave Herman, actually, for the title of Titan. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. You were supposed to fight Dave Herman, like, freaking three times. Uh, yeah. Okay, so. Damn, he know more than I. I forgot all this shit. I forgot all this shit. That's crazy. You get That's dope. It, it, dude, I hope I get I'm Dave Herman. I forgot all about Dave. Yeah, I hope I get Dave Herman. Shout out Dave. Yeah, I really do. We've been trying to talk to Dave for a while. Yeah, we can't find him. We can't be having him. He disappeared, man, for a while. And I've been looking at, like, a rest. I'm like, man, where's he at? I'll write him a letter. You know, whatever. Put money on his books. I'm trying to figure out where he's at. Yeah. Uh, so, but then, okay. So, so right. you you beat Linderman. You get a cancel bout against Dave Herman. Is that from an injury, or is that because the UFC pulled you again? I don't know. I still never found that out. Um, well, the smart move is you fought for Mick Maynard and Titan. Exactly. So I mean, that's that's a that's like a really intelligent move at the time because you got the eyes of the guy that's booking the cards. Exactly. Pretty smart. Um, and I think Mick's my guy to this day. Like. He Mick, knows his stuff. Mick, man. Mick believes in me, man. I love Mick. Shout out to Mick. That's a lot of shout outs going on. Yeah, love as as I gotta do. I gotta do my due diligence because <laughs> Mick is my dude. Like I, I'll run through a wall for Mick. You, you should. And, do. I'll, and you'll you'll hear about it later how I ran through a wall for <laughs> Mick. But um, so yeah. So um, then they pull you for Sao Palele. They pulled me for Sao Palele on like a week's notice in Australia. Oh. Um, oh yeah. Wow. So that was crazy because I think Soa was number ten in the world at the time. But so that was my way. He, that, yeah, he was a monster. That was my way back in. Um, yeah. You know, so McCarthy That's calls a hard me. way back, though. It is, but I'm a gangster, dog. I don't worry about none of that. I'm like, let's get it. You know, uh, I I probably shouldn't have done it, but no, I would have never got but, back but in. But here's the thing. If I didn't. When they make that call, if you say no, they ain't calling back. There you go. And that was my and, thing. And they always say, okay. You need three more wins instead of and no, So, so what go. they say is, hey, if you do this, it's not really said, but. We'll look out. Take we're it on last take, morning, minute. We're going to take. We're going to give you a better fight next time. That's what they do. I, I, will, I will say, they took care of me from that point. I yeah. love the UFC yeah. for that. Yeah. And so, but in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to Australia. That's cool. Like I'm trying to find. I'm a silver lining kind of guy. Yeah. I'm like, man, you get me go out the country. Oh, okay. you, you know that? Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> they, they they expedited my passport. So I'm you know I'm I'm going. I'm I'm feeling like you know okay this is dope. 
but not thinking again, you're going on his territory. <laughs> you're going to lose the fight. Like they yep. don't, you know, but it's you're in the UFC again. And I needed that as validation for oh, me yeah. as a man, you know, and all the hard work I had done. So I go out, fight so get him held the first round, and I gassed out the second. And he shattered my nose. I'll never forget that. But he was 300 pounds. Well, like he rehydrated the 300, bro. Like he hit me with a right hand. I don't even think he probably threw it hard as he could, but it hit so clean. <laughs> my nose went boom. And I remember like getting on my bike to get away from him and my coach going, hit the one in the middle. Cause I was seeing three yeah. of them. I, I couldn't see. I'm like, oh they, my that's God. where coach knows you. Yeah. yeah. And you know, he, he sees your eyes. Oh. He laid me down and in the corner and you know, you know, he, you know, finished the fight, but it was just like, damn. You just fought so up a lele on fire. You're a gangster, dog. You can do this. Here's the thing, too. I don't think people realize you go to Japan, you go to Australia, you need about five days to just to get. Yes. yes. Just, just so you don't have jet lag going on. And you know, like, I remember the first time going to Japan, like the next day I went to the gym and I worked out and I was like, I got tired after two minutes. I was like, oh my God. And then I came back the day after that, I got tired after two minutes. I was like, I can't fight. I mean, I, I didn't know what was going on. I'd never been jet lagged like that before. I think there's no way I can fight like this. Mm -hmm. It takes you about five days. It's like, okay, now I feel better. And if you don't, I don't see how you can fight like that. It's crazy. On last minute notice. It's, it's almost impossible. It is. And, I, and that dump happened in the second round. And I was just like, man. Adrenaline dump? Yeah, That's bro. I'm in front of this monster, dude. And I'm just like, hey. Right. And that crowd is hyped there. Yeah, From the no, start the fans, of the prelims to the end. You're bro, like, dude. The fans over there. Are thirsty, insane, bro. Like they were, yeah. they knew who I at the time. I was, I wouldn't even rank them. You haven't won in the UFC. Yet. They're like, hey, you haven't whoa, got a win. Like, yeah. I'm like, what? They were at the UFC gym with posters, and like yeah. I was doing interviews. It was the first time I'd ever done an open workout. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is dope, you know. But <laughs> it was just an uh, eye opening, and, and I learned a lot about myself in that fight. I learned That's that good. you know, you do belong. Yes, like, you're not, you're not here be, by mistake. And from that point on is when things started to uptick for me. But after that, they gave you, you know, Co Cody Easton, mm -hmm. who was 12 yeah, and 1. The, the and that's my dog, too. We like, yeah. No, not, not Cody. I'm sorry. Let me back that up. That's not, excuse me, Chase. I was thinking about Chase. Yeah. But Cody, I, yeah, they gave me another tough fight. Well, they cut you. No, no, no. I got cut once. I only been cut once. Well, you also had another canceled bout with Dave Herman in between there. Yeah, in between that, I was supposed to fight Dave in Again. the UFC. Dave oh, that was a back. UFC bout. Dave had got back right. in the UFC. Okay. Come on, man. Brother. Yeah, Dave had got back in the Failed UFC. Me. Yeah, I, ain't, I got cut once. I ain't been out of the UFC since that first cut. I was determined. That was right. So, so you and Dave were kind of like synchronized for a while. Yeah. Did you guys ever talk about that? We did. I think I spoke to him like once, and then it was just like I never heard from him again. I never saw him at events or anything in the UFC. Like, he's so, off the grid now. Yeah, yeah there's a couple <laughs> interesting YouTube. Yeah, fights I, of his I, I, that, that aren't sanctioned, I think. Yeah, so. Hey, oh and one versus three. Yes, that's all. <laughs> that taser is a bad, that taser is, uh, is a level changer. Uh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so then you get Cody East, obviously 12 and one. You win, you finally break the UFC curse. I got my first victory. What a relief, huh? And what was dope about that fight was uh, it was John Jones's return. Oh, okay. And so, John, so from what I understood, I don't know how true this is. This is what I was told by some people on UFC. John usually has a locker room by himself. But I was in his locker room for this fight. So that just took it to a whole nother life. Yeah. Was there animosity on his end? 
On John? Yeah. No, John was cool. Yeah, I, mean, party, cool. I partied with John. It means okay. it's cool being in the same you better be careful. You're very careful with that statement. <laughs> well, not like you think We were so, out there five in the morning. We were. But so it was cool because I was always a John fan, and I remember getting checked in. They're bringing me to my locker room. Greatest of all and time. And that was back when we had, they, they were doing, you get your own individual locker out of metal with your nameplate. Yeah. Like, it was fire. Like, you see, used to be on some other stuff, you know. Like, it was crazy. So I see my locker, and I look over, and I see John Jones. And I'm like, oh, he's got all his gear in there. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Now, mind you, I never got to be in the same, because my fight was way earlier. Yeah. But it was just the fact that I was in there. And somebody was like, yeah, he asked that you be in here. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, shut up. They're like, yeah, John usually does his own thing, but like he put Walt in here with me. But so <laughs> me and him became really close uh, after cool. this fight. Well, he's one of the greatest fighters of all time. He is period. for yeah. sure. So I go out, I beat Cody, and I get a call from. I used to be managed by first round that okay. manages John. So I get a call from Malky. Malky's like, yo, where you at after the fight? And I'm like, I'm at the hotel doing peon stuff. Like what? He's like. Come party with us. John wants you. That's cool. John, John wants. John yeah. asked that you come out with Damn. us. And so I was like, all right, whatever. I thought it was bullshit. I'm like, yeah. man, whatever. I was like, I'll call you back in an hour. And if you don't answer, Malky, I know you're full of shit. He's like, I swear to God, I'm going to call you. All right. When you heard the phone, were you doing a dance? Like, fuck yeah. My whole crew, everybody. I'm like, John wants the party with us. We're going. Come on. We're going on. We made it. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm freaking out. And so I'm, I put all this pressure on myself for this to happen. So everybody's like, now, mind you, I got all my family from Birmingham, uh, Vegas. Like, everybody's with really Oh, you got to take a ton of pictures. Yeah, that do so. Oh, so I'm like, all right. Um, I call Malky. I'm like, yo. He's like, go to Hakkasan. We'll meet you there. And I'm like, all right, cool. I go to Hakkasan. The line is wrapped around the building. Oh, I'm not for like, you. Not for you, baby. Watch this. So I'm standing there. I don't see nobody. Yeah. And he goes, I'm on my way down. Well, they rolled John through in a wheelchair. John grabs me. Let's go. Who you got? And I got like 20 people. Was that people just to avoid the crowds? To avoid the, we, we skipped Smart. everybody. We went straight in, straight to VIP. They bring out bottles and they got like signs for John. The girls are running around. <laughs> and I'm standing next to John Chandler. All his brothers were just standing there. I'm just like, oh my God. I've arrived. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I, I've made it. Think about John. John Jones going, wow, oh, man, we need the wheelchair entrance because I'm not dealing with that. Whole there you idea. go. I mean, it's just. There that's, you go. That's exactly what that was about. So, so you break your UFC curse, but then you also, you beat Chase Sherman, mm -hmm. who, that's a phenomenal win. Yeah. And that's you, my guy you beat uh, Cyril Asgar as well. Mm -hmm. So how was that three-fight run for you in terms of just what you've experienced and where you were at? It was unbelievable, man. It was, like, it was what I knew I could do. Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, a special time in my life because it was just like, man, all this hard work and all this pain I've been through, all the struggle, paying off. You know what I mean? And, and I got those wins. Um, I was super excited. I was in good standing with the company. They were happy. Um, it was just a good, a joyous time, man, you know, because that's what we work for is to get that W in the UFC, even if it's just one. You're like, man, you I just did want to a lot of good people have never got raised. You know what I mean? A yeah. lot of dudes have never gotten that a lot of great fighters to talk yes. to Joe Rogan and, and, and you know after fights like that was something that I didn't visualize. So to go on that, yeah, you run, made a Rogan experience. You were on there as well. No, 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 no I haven't been on there. Okay. I've been trying. Joe been telling me, man, we're gonna get you. Bro. Come on, Joe. Joe, do the right thing. Oh, yeah, he need to go. He need to go and make it happen. But uh, <laughs> you broke the curse. Broke the curse, bro, and and life changed for me after that. Okay, got to experience a lot and do a lot. Another experience where it changed, not in a good way for a lot of people, your experience with UFC 216. Now, from your standpoint, you're supposed to fight Mark Godbear. Yep. Things go 
sideways with a lot of different things, and, and you end up fighting uh, we're doomed. Now, how did that come about? Oh, yeah, because crazy. that was, a lot of people think, man, last The Mount minute, Rushmore of MMA. The, 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 the legitimate yeah. last minute replacement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how did that happen? So, if anybody can remember back, that was the weekend of the Vegas shootings. That's what I thought about that. Um, shootings. So, it was just a weird weekend. In I bet. A weird weekend. They locked down everything. Locked down. Everything was going crazy. The UFC was saying they Super may cancel sad. the fights. They didn't know if they should put them on. They felt weird about it. And, um, you know, I was just in a place where I was like, all right, I trained 13 weeks. If I got a fight, I'm going to fight. If I don't, then, you know, whatever. Well, we end up going forward with the fights. And um, I remember it just was the, the vibe was weird. Yeah. You know, like there was some fans there. They brought all the military people that came in and all the first responders that came in. Oh, nice. Um, you know, so there was 2,000 of them in the crowd, and it was just like, man, this is about them. Yeah. That's all I can remember. Yeah, like, I want to go and fight my heart out than you. for them. It's bigger, bigger than, than you. Me. Yeah. So if we're fighting, I want it to be for, I want to go perform the best I possibly can. And I remember being in the locker room, you know, just kind of waiting around. There was just weird fights were falling off. It was just crazy. Well, Derek Lewis had gotten a back spasm. In the locker room, and they had knocked his knocked what, his fight day of the room. event, the day of the event before the fight, right before right the before the fights. So I'm in my locker room warming up, and then they come in and go walk, sit down, and I was like, why? And they're like, this is bad well, news. Yeah, well, no, no, I've said, been to the principal's office. Well, this no, ain't good. They, they said your fight got moved back because Verdum and Lewis are not fighting anymore. So I was like, all right, cool. So I went to the green room. I ate, and I, I you know, I'm chilling. I'm like, all right, cool. But I made a joke to my coach. I was like, man, if they offer me to fight Verdun, I'm fighting. And he goes, shut up. I was like, I swear to God, I, you know how much I look up to that dude? He's like, I know, but like, it's Verdun. I'm like, I don't give a shit. You know how much? Yeah. Win or lose, you had a, you I, had a, I, you had a I was like, win or, but I told him, I was like, look, win or lose, I come out on top in that situation. Yeah, yeah. That's goes, a good point. Damn, that's a really good point. Yeah. All right. If they do, whatever. So we're laughing. We, you know, we blew it off. Someone heard it. Well, I don't think that nobody heard it. They, all of a sudden, my locker door bust open, and there's a camera, there's Mick, there's Sean, and there's Dana. Jesus. And I knew right away, yeah. bro. I yeah. knew right away yeah. what was happening. Yeah. I jumped out of my seat. I was like, yes. And Dana goes, you don't even know what we're about to say. I know what I think you're going to say. I go, I know this I think. This is like I, an MTV Punks thing. Right, I go, we're going to switch his yeah, opponent fight, last minute. You're fighting God Bear still. We're no, just they, they offered it to me. They didn't oh, tell okay. me. I didn't have to do it. No, I know. I know. But they go, do you know what we're about to ask you? I said, yeah, I'll fight it. I'll, I'll do it. You don't want to talk money? I said, oh, yeah, money. I yeah, didn't even yeah. think about money. Double, triple. Didn't even think about the money. They take me back. You kind of gave your position up, though. You know? I did. I did. I really did. I really did. Because I, when I, not when a good negotiator. I'm not good at negotiating. I'm horrible. I am when too, I, dude. Listen, when I tell you, when I found out how much I saved them and what I got paid, yeah. I called Vic. Come on, like, man. Tuesday, I go, Vic, man, throw your boy some more coins, man. Exactly. <laughs> He's you like, should, yeah. I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry about it. He's like. I can't give you no money, but I promise you, you're okay. If yeah. you're going to be owed by somebody, the UFC matchmaker is Bro, the right person. Mick's my dog, man. I put to you like that. That's my guy. And it was funny because I realized I saw the reportings and the clippings of MMA talking, and they were like, the UFC saves millions because, you know, Walt Harris steps in and saves the card and yeah. all this shit. And I'm like, hey. Yeah, that's what you go. Oh. So well, how was Mark Godbeer? Mark Godbeer, we've, we've had him on the podcast. Mm -hmm. We love Mark. He's nuts. Like he's <laughs> is he really? Like, he's and that's out of his mouth. Like well, that, that's him like telling us that he's not lying. I, I, How I, was his reaction to this? Because he, he didn't got fight. paid. 
But he didn't fight that night. He didn't. But he, but got, he got paid. paid to be there. He got paid to be there. You got there paid was to no do yelling from the other locker room. Nope. Nothing. I had no, there was yelling after I actually fought him. Because he's a. Okay. Well, let me let me here we go. Let me let me be respectful. Well, here less than a month later, you got Godbeard. So I get Godbeard. I'm beating his ass. He takes the easy road out, man. He knows he did. Everybody knows he did. So so you got disqualified to Godbeard. Essentially, you you got called for a low blow. No, no, it was a kick after the low blow. The, the no, no, well, they say he they say it was a low blow that stopped the fight, but no, we never heard anything. And I threw a kick, and the ref's like, I said, stop. So he went and played it up in the corner. Mm. The low blow never hurt him, bro. Like, I've gotten gifts from fans. I've analyzed the fight myself. My knee hit him on the belt line right in the gut. Mm. Okay. He played it up like he was hurt, and Blake didn't that's, realize. That's a veteran move. That's a veteran move. Well, it is a veteran move, but Blake even knew it wasn't a low blow because he never said anything in the beginning. Then he realized, okay, he may be hurt. Let me stop the fight. And I'm in the process of throwing a high kick. My toes grazed his neck. And he acted like he was so discombobulated from the <laughs> And I, I'm, I swear to God, on my kids, his corner goes, come here, come here. Lay down. Lay down right here. You get paid Take twice right as much. There you go. Yeah, yeah. He took, he know what he did. And, and did you guys cool. have a conversation after We this? almost fought in the, in the doctor's bank. They had to escort. So they, I told them verbatim. I told the UFC security and everybody, I said, if you make me stay in this arena and stay in the back with this dude, I'm going to fuck him up. <laughs> so I suggest you let me go up in the crowd with my family. Yeah. You have to and assume they, he's They had lying. stopped doing that. Remember, we could go out in the yeah, crowd. Yeah. They had a section for us. They stopped doing they that. They did? Yeah, they stopped because there had some incidents with fans and fighters. That makes sense. So they stopped us from going up in the crowd. But I told them, I said, look, I can guarantee you as sure as day, if you make me stay back here with him, I'm going to fight him. So either let me go and see my family, see my kids up in the stands and sit with the fans, or it's over. Cool off. Blow some cool steam off. So they were like, all right, see we'll the get security. Yeah. They got two security guys to walk me up to the top where my kids were. And I sat up there and watched the rest of the fight. I watched GSP win the belt. Was it the cheap seats? No, no it wasn't no was cheap it, seats. Was it, like the the it, was, it was medium. Medium, 200 medium, medium 200 level? Medium. We weren't okay. on floor level, but we okay. were sitting like in the bowl right there at the edge. Okay. And, My favorite uh, spot. Too. And I told yeah, because you could see everything. Exactly. And I, I, I told him, I said, man, you know, and the fans were like, y'all, oh, they went nuts. That's right. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I went and sat out there and chilled and watched the rest of the fights. But I, I, Mark know what's up, man. Mark know he played it up. So you say, you, I mean, you guys almost get into fighting back on a different note. Did you ever see the thing with the uh, – Joe Riggs versus Nick Diaz. Yes. The little cartoon thing. At the hospital, hey, bro. Hey, I remember when that happened. That, Joe was Riggs was one of my good that that, a, that, He was a beast, too. That was a, that's such a funny you thing. You were very close to having that, a cartoon sober. incident made of yourself. Yeah, what you're saying. Okay. Funny. For sure. Uh, I was about to have a fool. So, so your next uh, fight was against Andre Arlovsky. Mm -hmm. uh, more, again, another, like your career has got... Lots of these like gems in it where a fighter might have one or two in your career. You got like eight. You got like eight. <laughs> so this is like right around Usada was getting yep. super strict. And mm -hmm. from what I understand, when you look at picograms and things of that nature, mm -hmm. some of the testing levels were magnified so high mm -hmm. that they were picking up things that that weren't even that, that really weren't even yeah. there. And yeah. you had an issue with a tainted supplement mm -hmm. to where I, I think even Usada they didn't issue an apology, but your Jeff essentially. Your punishment me. was as like, close to an apology as you're going to get. Basically, I got yeah. like two months, which is the time I needed to recover from the fight. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jeff just told me, he's like, look, we're on your side. I know you did nothing wrong. I know what was, bring, bring us through the whole um, thing. So during that period, I had come home, 
from Top Team. I stopped training at Top Team. And there was a local supplement guy that I actually went to high school with. Mm -hmm. He uh, said he wanted to sponsor me or whatever. So I was like, all right, cool. So I went in one day to pick up supplements. And I remember distinctly asking his assistant. Like, he wasn't there, so I don't blame him. But I, as a young kid, I'm like, hey, this, this stuff's cool, Legit, right? Like, yeah. it's okay. He's like, yeah, man, it's, it's good stuff. It's fine. A lot of people buy it. It's fine. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Take this stuff. Everything's fine. I'm, you know, nothing dramatic happens. I, mean, I don't feel any different. Yeah. But then after the fight, they're like, you popped. And I'm like, wait, what? What? I did what? Like, wait a minute. We need to go backtrack. So I got lawyers. I got all. Because my, my character and my reputation means everything. Yeah, for sure. You know that's I mean? all you got at the that's end of the day. That's all I got. So I fought tooth and nail. And Jeff was like. And if you want to split decision. Exactly. Against a, I guess a, a, legend. a legend. One of the best of all time. One of, one of my. Heroes my growing up, belt, you know, yeah. notching the belt yeah, type of fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to fight that's somebody. That's a shame I to have it taken from you. Yeah, you know that's I mean? horrible. So I went and uh, I fought it, and Jeff was like, "Look, we know you didn't do nothing, but you got California's a different entity, so they're gonna go do do that." Uh, okay, but California didn't pop you. Usada popped you. No, no, no. California, California didn't. Usada didn't pop anything. On a regular. Yeah. Really? But you know, I remember uh, it wasn't you saw it. That's why Jeff was on my side. Like Jeff's like, look, you didn't have any dirty tests. You've never had a dirty test. We tested you twenty times. You never popped. You've always been clean. We that's know shocking. you. We know your character. He's like, wait a minute, something ain't right. Usually, if you're gonna pop, it's gonna be on a new side of test right. because so, which is what led me into the question. Like, I didn't think it was California. California was is the one who said they found something, but they this like there was so many like the guy dropped my pee. He was handling with no blood. Like was, it was all kind of sometimes shit going that on. soap in the bathroom actually has a micron that makes Listen, test positive. I'm like that's what happened to Neil Magny. I'm not blaming. That's what happened to Neil Neil reached out to me yeah. when he was going through his situation. Yeah, like it, it was. It was one of those things where it was like, there's something wrong here. Because if I didn't pop for Usada, how in the hell? Yeah, they're way do I more pop for California. And Jeff was like, wait a minute. Something ain't right. You're right. And there are false positives. Let's not. Let's, let, let, let's not. Like, but that's why Jeff w went to bat for me like he did. Yeah. Like I had a conversation with Jeff in Atlanta, face to face, during all of it. And he and that's me, a hard thing to go through. He man. set me down. He said, "Look, Walt, I, I I got your back. Whatever you need, you let me know." That's good. So I packaged up everything. I mailed off everything. I did everything. They tested it. They went through. They're like, this dude didn't do shit. Like so, we gotta give him. You know, California did say they found something. So we can't override California. We're going to give you two months. And I'm like. He argued it down to two months. I'm okay with it. I'm like, two yeah. months is pretty much, or three months or but whatever what about it was. Your wind I'm like, that's pretty much already where I'm at. Did but, they take your wind? No, hell no. Well, that, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, that, I mean? all that being said, I mean, I remember when I was really, had people giving me supplements or whatnot. I mean, I didn't think myself was like, hey, these are legit supplements. And then it's I started finding out. I started finding like. Some of those, they say, you got to be careful, Chris. Some of these, you, you're not allowed to take. And I go, oh, the, these are all legit. And then I, I learned, yeah, like, 8% of the stuff they say on GNC, you, you can fail tests from them. Yeah. I, had, I thought that was just a thing people said when they failed. Right. Oh, I took no, it from GNC. Real. No, I thought that was fake. That it's was real. real. I didn't realize that. So I could see how that could happen to a lot but of people. But what's even crazier is when I, so when I was going through my situation and I was doing research. Did you I, lose sleep over it? I did, because I got slandered on the that, internet. Yeah, you were innocent. Got, like, yeah. And, like, every post I made, I, there was needles, and it was just like, oh, oh like, I'm like, this is, this is fucked up, man. Like, this is my character. So, you know, my lawyers are like, look, we can sue this company. You know, like, we, we, we were exploring yeah, but that. But it's a, it's a, it's a it's tough, a tough, it's a tough yeah. road. But what I found out in my research was that 
because the supplement companies aren't FDA regulated, yep. a lot of them are making dirty stuff with the good stuff. So it gets contamination, cross-contamination. And I'm like, oh my God. You just don't know. Like, trying so to be how, do you, how do we win? Here, here, but now think about this. Well, they make mass amounts of illegal steroids in the same place they make legal stuff. Exactly. Okay, so... All right, we, we have law enforcement here. Then why aren't they having issues at these ma monsters? Because you're talking about come pharmaceuticals on, and money. Yeah. Come on, man. It's just a lot of stuff. It's a game. We're not going to get into all that. Uh, but but it's a game. It. Okay. Alexi Olnick. We beat it. We got past it. My man. We're leaving it at that. We're leaving it at that. All right, so you had Alexi Olnick and Chris, as we said, these caveats keep you know coming to a head to where you know it's almost like the, the rug keeps getting pulled out from under you. Mm -hmm. Alexi Olnick, how that fight gets changed to uh, Ser uh, Sergey Spivak, yeah. or Spivak, and it's due to the fact that Alexei's got to go fight Overy mm -hmm. in a main event. How soon, like how far out of the event does that take place? They gave me ample enough time. That's why I said they take care of me. It wasn't like a, like you say, sweet. It wasn't like a Mark like, nah, fight. No, no, no. It, they, they're like, hey, look, Alexei is stepping in. We're gonna give you eight weeks for Spivak. And I'm okay, like, okay, cool. that's cool. He's true up and coming, undefeated. Yeah, it's still a tough fight, stud. But it, he's a beast. It's like, and he had he's since I beat him, he had great success in the UFC. Yeah. He beat some good names, yeah. but it's like at the time, I'm just like, I want to fight. I, I, you know, let did me they go. come up with a different pay scale as well, or is it the same? Yeah, pay? I was man, Jason, man, Jason House. Shout out Jason House, Iridium Sports. <laughs> that dude gives me contract. I've had so many different kinds. Like, bro. I'm good. Good. Yeah, I'm good. good but like I said, uh, they offered me speed back, and Jason is like, easy money. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's get it. Okay, so then two months later, you fight Olneck mm -hmm. again, and you made quick work of him yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. So did you just not stop training? Did you just no, keep I going went right back it? to the grind. Um, I went right back to the gym after I beat Olin. I mean, on Spivak, it was so fast. I was like, all right, you're in good yeah. shape. Like, let's go. Not hurt. You know what I mean? No bangs. Uh, you know, I'm like, all right, let's go in there and do what we got to do. And then they offered me Alexi, and that was a weird one because I'm close with Alexi. Mm. Um, I trained with Alexi. It's weird. You see these guys so, in the locker room, and you yeah, kind of get weird, a little bit of you know, bond. Yeah. And that was, that was, no, it wasn't even a lot. I trained. Like, I, oh, I trained was with the team for five. Like, yeah. I, so this was our relationship. Lexi taught me how to oh, work with me with grappling. I would work with him with striking. Uh, that's how our, wow. you know what I mean? Like, that's how close we were. So when they offered me that fight, honestly, by that point, I was like, it's business. Yes. But at the same time, it was still like, that's, that's good, God, dude. You know, good, good dude. Good dude. You always want him to win. You know what yeah, I mean? Now he's saying, like, like, I don't want to win this. Him now. Yeah. But I also knew in my mind how to beat him. Yeah. Because I'm like, I've trained with him. You know what I mean? Like, so. It was weird that fight week. Me and him are sitting here close as me and you are. Yeah. Talking. I never do that. I don't give a shit if I know you like from Adam. I, I'm not going to sit down and hang out with you. But me and Alexi, Andre. Point, you can't like, you not. It was weird, bro. Me, him, Tim Rothwell, and Alexi <laughs> are all hanging out like in the back just talking. I'm like, this shit is crazy. But hey, it, is it, is. it is what it is. This is the show. You know, this is my guy. It's the show. Yeah, I remember when I, when I was on the Ultimate Fighter, you know, at the end, they paired us up, you know, everybody from my team won. So at the end, I had to fight Dan Thomas, oh. you know, so. We trained together every I day. And so it was funny. They said, okay, you two got to fight. And we go, all right. So we go in the gym that day. And we go, I train with you every day. We're like, okay, let's, let's for today. We trained the, the day before, like, the fight. It's like, what, what else are you going to do, man? It's like, I know what you're going to do. You know what I'm going to do. We trained together right before we fought. Like, yes. What are nah, you going to do, insane. man? I mean. It's, it is what it is. You're my, my favorite people here. We, 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 like, we're in the same room together. You know what I mean? So it was, just, it was very awkward, though, because. 
I want to fight my, my buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you have to. And it's so, business, yeah. I've had to fight many of my friends that ain't cool, but you deal with it, you move on, you hang out afterwards. Exactly. And that's how I looked at it. Um, once I got to that point, and I kind of had a little bit of a, a prep for that with Chase. Like, Chase, we're from the same region. Yeah, yeah. So, Chase, like, we, we know really all the are. same people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to go down and train with Chase before he got in the UFC. Like, so me and him kind of had that kind of relationship. Even fight week, I spoke to him at breakfast once. And I kept it short, and I moved on. But with Alexi, it was like, <laughs> what's up, baby? Like, we, like, you know is, what yeah. I mean? Like, it wasn't even, it was weird. But at the same time, I knew part of the I show. had to go in there and perform. Yeah. I can't let yeah. that be why I don't do what I do. And, um, you know, I got the win in that one pretty quick. I think, like, in 10 seconds, 11 seconds. Or something. Um, and that was like. Well, you knew what to do. I knew what to do, you, and that was my coming out. Yeah. Like, kind of like, man, man it, it Walt you know. does these fights where he didn't even have to get warmed up, dude. I never had no 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Walt's getting paid. He's getting paid by the hour. Yeah, well, I get paid by the fight. I mean, I'm getting paid. Well, he worked at the UPS. <laughs> <laughs> I do it, bro. As soon as I build my route, I'm like, come on, man. But, you know, that that was that. And, you know, that was one of those fights that put me on the map. You know what I mean? yeah. Everybody knew who I was. I made ESPN top. I made sports Wow. Team. Um, you know what I mean? Like, that was kind of oh, like. I was yelling at the TV. I saw it. I was yelling. coming out, you know what I mean? After that, you have a huge, huge fight, main event, Alistair Oakley. Yeah. Now, this is I remember, first I, fight after COVID, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. remember watching that fight and uh, you know, being all excited because nobody would have argued had they stopped that fight with you on top of him, Pat. But he really, I think, my opinion, showed veteran. a veteran mover. Mm -hmm. He was able to weather that storm. Mm -hmm. And after that, I mean, we always talk about this. Somebody gets clipped and they – you, I'll say blow you up, but you put it all out there to finish the guy. Mm -hmm. If you don't finish him, that fight is different. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened there. Yeah. Walk us through that, man. Um, well, I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on around that fight. <laughs> um, you know, my daughter, uh, her passing, and then it was my first main event. Yeah. COVID. It yep. was it was nuts. I probably shouldn't have fought uh, in hindsight. Yeah. And and it's crazy because I look back, I'm like, damn, you, you're too you you're in your own way sometimes. You know what I mean? Like you probably should have told him. Push it back a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Because it actually got canceled. You know, it yes. was supposed yes. to be in December and they moved it. So I was like, whatever. You know, let's do it. No fans. I don't care. Let's, that's probably better for me. You know, it's a weird feeling, though. It is it? a weird yeah. feeling, but at that time in my life, with all the stuff that was going on around my daughter, it was national news. I felt like no fans was a better situation because I didn't have to answer that question mm -hmm. from them, the media. Like, it was just like, all right, let's go do our job. And, but I didn't, I wasn't able to train like I needed to for Overeem. I was in good, okay shape, but I feel like I could have been in better shape. And, you know. Yo, the, but that, that's a rough statement. Like, I, a, you know, it's but because you were distracted. Me. I know me. I wasn't, I wasn't there all the way. So okay. I got in there with him, and like I said before, somebody I watched before I ever put a pair of gloves on, somebody I admired. So it was like, man, these are opportunities that you can tell your grandkids about. Mm -hmm. You know, these are things that you can, you can share for the rest of your life. Um, you know, and at that point, too, it's like, man, my daughter – went through way worse. You can get in here and fight, uh, bro. It's like, just a fight. You know, it's just a fight. So I went in there and I was like, all right, let's do this. Um, and when I clipped him, I, which I, I knew I could get to him, I was like, man, you can knock him out. When it happened, it was like all of the emotions of the moment. Uh, this was a national story. Yeah. Everybody's excited. ESPN's yeah. in on it. Like, oh, you be over him this fast. Yep. The world's the sky's the limit. So I was just trying to get him out of there instead of like, Taking my time. 
get up. I can get you again like yep. I usually do. Yep. You know what I mean? Dude, this is what he's saying. That's overream he's talking about. But, yeah, but, but you let him up when he's hurt. You crack him again. Thing, I believe I'm that good at striking. Sure. That I wait, can allow wait, wait, Excuse me. He's that good at striking against one of the greatest yeah, ever yeah. You know from I mean? K1. I'm sorry. And I believe I, I, so I should have in my mind done what I normally do. Huh? Hey, get up, but use your legs. Was there, but the motion was there. It was like, oh, my kill God. Kill him, kill him. Kill him. And then I saw him kind of like getting himself together, and it was crazy. Uh, I, me and him are really close now. Yeah. We we gotten super, especially since the first fight got canceled, because we were literally in the same car doing media. Uh, you know what I mean? We spent a lot of time together. And yeah. so he told me. We talk about the fight, and uh, it's funny because when I got done and we got up and we are clinched against the cage, I remember thinking in my head, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we got four more no. rounds of this. No. And, he, and he said no. in his head, he, said, he thought, yes. <laughs> we got four Because <laughs> he knew, he knew I was done. Were you guys talking? Like, were you guys talking at all? No, no? we didn't talk. But oh, they were thinking but it. After the fight, you, guys told had, you had the conversation. Said, the veteran in him went, <laughs> perfect. I'm, I'm going to be okay. Because he, he felt how storm. I felt when I pushed him up against the cage. And I went to get head pressure, and it wasn't real heavyweight head pressure. Yeah. It was just like, I'm just here. Yeah. He knew. He was like, I got this. I dude, made it. Man. I made it. I wasn't so, the storm. You know, we talk about, we laugh about it. Uh, I said, man, you, you're a savage, bro. Like, yeah. I get. 50 Fight Club member. Yeah, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, 50 you know, fights. you're a legend. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're a, you're, you're it's still fighting at the highest level. It's still fighting. And has adapted his game. Well, That's what I admire. One thing we talk about, like, you know, after he tested positive for horse meat or whatever, <laughs> I don't care yeah, what he I'm, made I'm going horse meat. I'm going horse meat. Taking meat from a horse. He went I don't to Mexico. Know. I don't judge, but whatever. The point is, he was a beast. Savage coming and knocking people out. But after that happened, he got better. He got better. He, when he's not, he's not the savage like that. But he, he's, a, he's, he's a better counterpuncher. He's, he's a smarter fighter he's a now. Afterwards, I've yeah. never seen that happen like yeah, that. Man. That's it, amazing. He got better after. I, and, I, and passing tests, like legit. Yeah, no, no he, you, he's, he's clean now. Been tested by more than yeah, anybody he gets tested else. More than he was getting tested on our press. Like, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Uh -huh. like, they were pulling up on us. Right here, buddy. Like, hey, we need Overeem for a minute. And, he was like, and I'm like, you know, but he's a very smart. Genetically Just special. talking to him, you will find out how cerebral he really is. Like, yeah. he's into politics. We talked about everything, bro. Like, I was like, how did you know? He's, like, I he's Dutch. He, he's very yeah, he's Dutch. Dutch. He's Dutch. That says a lot, That's man. Very That's very Dutch. And um, so, you know. We're, we're trying it's been so much going on we hadn't been able to train together but he's oh, he t texts me like every week you coming he had actually had it set up i was supposed to go and i had some other stuff to do for you know some situations around yeah. my daughter i couldn't go but i'm trying to get out there to learn from him, you know just to be up yeah. under him and pick his brain because that dude is doing what he's doing at the highest level for a reason yeah. and it's because of how he approaches the game how he thinks and uh, i admire him Oh, how can you and not? Like, you know, yeah. dude, and he's a good man. Like, that's the thing. I, he's got daughters. He's a father. He's a family guy. He's just like me. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I, I respect him on, on so many levels. Cool. And I'm also grateful, too, I have to say this, for him giving me the opportunity because there were a number of guys who came out in the media and said, we can't, we're never fight wall because of what I was going through. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Because of the situation. Out of also respect. Out of respect. But and, both were respectful. Yeah. But both they, sides. Both, they both had their understanding, and his understanding was, this is his livelihood. Yeah. This is how he feeds his family. Jeez. And he put his career on the line to fight. Oh, he was like, cut after I that. was scalding hot yeah. going into that fight. Yeah. So he like, may have lost his job after he that. Could, nah, 
Yeah. He could have. He was right there. But he put it on the line to give me an opportunity to take care of my family sure. and to escape what I was going through. And I, you have and to have I, a focus. Exactly. And if you focus on this, ugh, but over here. I, I commend I him it. for that. You know, and, and we shared a great moment right after the fight. Um, we still share great moments. So I'm thankful to Overeem, man. Uh, somebody, awesome. like I said, I look up to. So. Good. Good dude, man. Good dude. So at the end of the interview, we usually kind of go through a list of names. Mm -hmm. And good, bad, ugly. Kind of kind of give us what you think <laughs> of it. Um, you mentioned a guy earlier. I'll, I'll start it off if you don't mind, Chris. Uh, your first boxing coach, John Dye. Good, the bad, the ugly? Well, no, I mean, just anything that you want to say about anybody. I'm thankful you know? to him. Um, okay. You know, for believing in me, giving me the opportunity. Um, you know, we just grew apart. I needed to, to, to push my career to the next level. And, you know, I feel like I hit the, the wall with him, you know. Um, but, you know, that's still my guy. He gives um, back to the community, though, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one of those guys. For sure, man. Yep. He, he did something for me that, you know, at that time in my life I needed. You know, I needed an outlet. And he gave me an outlet, gave me an opportunity. So I'm grateful to him forever. That's awesome. Right. One of your boys here, I'm sure, uh, Eric Anders. Brother. That's one. That's smooth. Smooth. <laughs> that's my brother, yeah. man. Like, uh, talk about running through walls, I run through a wall for Eric. All right. So you talked about. American top team, mm -hmm. uh, Conan Silvera. Yeah, man, that, it's, it's bittersweet. Um, you know, it, it changed later into the relationship, but in the beginning, Conan was like a father to me. Um, okay. He was in every corner, every fight, um, spent every day with him in the gym, and then there was just something that switched, you know, and I don't know if it was just the new facility and how they approached business, but, you know, we just had a, we saw, we didn't see eye to eye anymore. Um, okay. And so I had to move on. And it's crazy because, like, literally after I left the gym, I started getting offered all the top team guys, the heavyweights. So, <laughs> uh, you think you were getting targeted? I think so. And, and it's fine because I smoked them all. Yeah, but, there you go. You know, it, it's, it, it is what it is. Um, I don't have any hard feelings toward him or anybody, but um, that chapter of my life is closed. I still yeah. got great friends from top team. Sure. Charles Rose is my little brother, as I've mentioned. Um, he's still down there. Um, but, you know, the gym changed. A lot of guys left. You know, um, it's not the same family culture. Well, like Dan Tom's up there. Yeah, when Dean, that, that's what I'm saying. When Dean left, I knew something wasn't right. And I, <laughs> but I left before Dean, and Dean called me and, and said, hey, I'm not at time. I said, I already know. But what the fuck took you so long? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> no. I'm like, hey. That loyalty's a tough thing. But here's the thing. Nah, but he was loyal to me yeah. when I left. He was putting all my game plans together, videos, critique every fighter. When I wasn't even at top, really drop box me the fight. So then that's, that's a legit friend. That's my brother, man. Like I, I, like I said, that's family. There's only a few number of guys that I would literally run through a wall for, lay my life on. Like Dean is one of them. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I love that guy, man. Love. Him. But uh, Tyson Fury, <laughs> savagery. Love. So him. you have a relationship with him. How, yeah, how did you get so, a relationship with him? Um, so Tyson's best friend Tim reached out to one of my close friends, Fred Weaver, mm -hmm. through Instagram, and was like, hey, how do we find Walt? Well, I guess Tyson knew I could box and knew I had trained with Deontay and, like, you know, knew I wasn't green behind the ears when it came to training and, and boxing. So he needed a left-handed boxer. And there's not a lot of left-handed heavyweights and a lot of actual heavyweights that can give him work. Mm -hmm. So they reached out to me, said, hey, we'll fly you to Manchester, put you wow. up for a week. And I was like, cool. Um, I'll go, but when I, at that time, I watched Tyson fight twice, and I just thought, man, this dude ain't good at all. Really? Yeah. At that time. Okay. I'm, listen. <laughs> so, 
in my mind, I'm thinking, man, I'm going to go over and make this quick money. Yeah. Working. Look at this dude. This is not sanctioned bout. I got this one. I got this head gear. I'm going to fuck Tyson Bro, the best boxer I've ever been in a room. I bet. Ever. I, I, I believe ever. that. He is unbelievable, bro. And I, I, I told him and his father at lunch, the third, I think it might be the third day I'm, of, of work with him. I said, Tyson, I underestimate you, bro. And he said, everybody. <laughs> Why do you, where does that come from? Because of how he looks. Yeah. In his personality. Yeah, it ain't even personality. It's just his lifestyle, how he was living, and what we knew of him at the time. Big partier. Big yep. partier. He the looked gypsy, out of shape. Dude. He's a gypsy. Yeah. It's like, oh, this dude don't take it serious. I'm yeah. going to kill this guy. Hey. The knowledge and the skill is on a whole other level. He just got that persona, not persona, like... The, Dude has been fighting so much his whole life, it just ingrained it's, in his head. He's so slick and fighters. comfortable. Yeah, he just. His he, dad. Yeah. And that's what they did. That's how they made that, money, is they fought. They're, they're, they're fighters. Too. Yeah. yeah there's there's not mean. a lot of, like, Miguel always says, there, there's not a lot of, like, lawsuits in the gypsy community. No, they figure they, it out in the parking yeah. lot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, they work it out with his. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Judge and execution. Exactly. Right. exactly. So, so, how was your relationship with him, though, so, like, on a personal level? On a personal level, it's, like, it's crazy. Like, how they accepted me. Cause I was wor I was like, man, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how. I, didn't, I heard about gypsies, but I didn't understand. It's different, them. yeah. It's different lifestyle, but they treated me like family. It, it, it was so we worked so well together. They extended my stay and paid me more. I ended up staying almost a month. Really? Oh, I, cool. I, I had to call home and tell my Ask wife. Ask for permission? Yeah. I was <laughs> like, hey, um, I, I go there. She's like, are they paying you? I was like, hell yeah, they're paying me. I ain't going to stay over and take these beats for nothing. That's, She's like, okay. That's well, all I need to hear. Make some money, then, <laughs> yeah. you know, figure it out. See if you can stay longer. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I developed great relationships from them. And mind you, before I went over there, I had experience training with Deontay for years. That's and my next question. That's so, what we yeah, My next question so is Deontay That Wilder. was weird because okay. when I was yeah. there, they, the media was like trying to find that angle because they were about to fight each other at some yep. point. So they're like, you train with Wilder, da 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 Like the, their whole thing was about that, you know. And, I, you know, I had to explain it to them like they're two different fighters. But Tyson's more skilled. Like I just felt but, like. But, but that, that's, that's plain as day. But, that, yeah. but they asked me my honest to God opinion. And I was like, from a fighter's perspective, Tyson has more ways to win the fight. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. Everybody, I think everybody knew, though. I mean, but, but you got the hammer of God. Yeah, he hit him with a hammer. It's it. You know what I mean? And the I first thought, fight, when he hit him, I was like, oh. I thought it was over. I thought, it was he, over. I thought he killed him. He rose from the dead. Yeah. It's like, like The Undertaker. But then the second fight, Tyson and them call me and they go, hey, you want to come to the fight? And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. So they flew me out there and I got to watch it. In person? Mm -hmm. So talk to us about Deontay Wilder and, and like your so, relationship with him. Well, that kind of came out of, you know, just yeah. the Alabama thing. Like, yeah. I was the number one MMA guy. He's the number one boxer. So, people wanted to see us kind of get in the ring together for a long time. And he was actually fighting. I can't remember the guy's name. Left-handed guy. I got a phone call from them. Ortiz. Uh, no, it wasn't Ortiz. It was actually one fight. It might have been Ortiz. Person. I can't Cuban? remember. Cuban? I, I know I helped him get ready for Ortiz, Ortiz okay, both okay. times. But there was a fighter he was fighting that was left-handed. Like, yo, I need a lefty. Why don't you come down? Everybody already kind of wants to see this. His coach Jay reached out. I was like, all right, cool. So I went down there. And I was just thinking in my head, like, don't get hit. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, the first, what I think. the first round, <laughs> Good move. he hit me with a punch. And I, I kid you not, he hit me so hard that I went across the ring. I hit the ropes. 
in the process of me going to the ropes, I'm thinking in my head, why in the hell do I do this? Yeah. I'm going to retire. Like, that's how hard he hit. I've never, I swear to God, I've hit. Was this hit. light sparring? Was this, no, we're yeah. trying to, we're, we're going at it. Like, there, we're there bleeding, like, like he's bleeding, I'm bleeding. Like, we try to kill so each other. So you guys agreed to have an actual. Yeah, we're fighting. You know what? Sometimes when they have like that, you go out there and you got to prove something. But and then it here, happens. Here's the thing. Does it slow down after when that? When he hit me, my, the way I'm built, I go forward. Yeah, you had to hit him back. And that threw him off. So they asked me to stay longer as well because that's just the way I fight. If I get clipped, Shit, I don't I know how to go run and back. I'm yeah. like, fuck it. But Jay, his coach, told me, he said, man, that's, you're crazy or you just, you know, I don't know. He said, but everybody we bring in here, Deontay hits them like that and it ruins the round. Yeah. The guy's covered up and yeah. moving around. Yeah, yeah. You can see that. I said, well, coach, at the end of the day, I got pride. You know what I mean? And I'm the number one heavyweight in the May, so I ain't going to let him just beat my ass. Yes, he's probably going to outbox me, but. But, but you know what's one know. thing I've noticed? You no, know, I did. I had 15 pro boxing matches. MMA guys, there, it's a different level of toughness in the boxing. We're kind of stupid. It, it, I mean, but dumb, I just gritty and tougher. Like, boxers are, uh, anyway. My they, mama they, call they, it dumb. Yeah, yeah. but they, <laughs> it's true. She's they right. Your mama ain't wrong. Gritty, they don't have that greediness that the MMA community does. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. that's why I think I was like, you guys are nuts. You guys walk through punches, and everybody else is like, oh, I don't like it. So I know what you mean. You they probably exactly like, this dude is, something's wrong with him because. And I think that's what his coach appreciated. He's like, man, we getting good work. And the thing was, it wasn't a, I'm going to get hit. I'm going to hit your ass back. Yeah. So I was hitting him, his headgear spinning, my headgear spinning, and we laugh about it when we done. And they were thrown yeah. off by it. Like, yeah. They're, they're wow, not like, used to that stuff. was kind of crazy. How, was it Mark Breland? Was he there? Breland was there. I learned so much from Mark Dude, Breland. Is he the best? Oh, my God. He's unreal. Like, just little nuances to the game that helped me in MMA, which is around the time that I started kind of. You know, and I would go in the fights and get hit by guys at the heavyweight division with four-ounce gloves and be like, really was a stud, stud boxer. I love Mark Brown. He's the best amateur, yeah. one of the greatest amateurs of all time. Yeah, yeah, amazing um, coach as well. Yeah, yeah, great coach too. Um, But that was that, you know, and then Tyson. So, I, you know. Did you guys ever hang out socially, you and Tyson? Or you and Deontay? You and yeah, Deontay, I apologize. We, yeah, yeah. Me and D, we go eat and, you know, kick it. You know, that that's my guy, man. Like, I, I, I believe in Deontay. But, you know. I just think, and I've told him this, you know, you've got to, I've seen how well he can box. He's falling in love with his power. Yeah, yeah. I did the same thing as an amateur. Who does knocking everybody out, you think that's how the fight's supposed yeah. to go. You know. It's a cheat code. It's, it's yep. a cheat code. And, yep. and so we've talked about it. I said, man, if you, like, I'll give you an example. One time I was down there training with him, I had did my rounds, so we would do four rounds, four rounds, four rounds, something like that, three, between three different guys. Yeah. I went first so I could kind of push it. When I got done, I sat on the side of the ring. I'm taking my stuff off. I'm about to go, you know, rewrap and hit the bag, just kind of get my own workout on. He looked over. He goes, hey, Tick, who you, what you want to see? And I said, what you talking about? Who you want me to do this round? Ali, Tyson. I said, give me Ali. And I watched him the last eight rounds bounce around. Just a shuffle. And just look like a shuffle. I had never. He looked so good doing wow, He was actually boxing. And I was like, it's at this it, point, and man. I told him, I said, dude, if you did yeah. that in fights, you'd be, under, I mean, you'd be a, you'd, nobody would criticize you. He said, he couldn't. He said, I, I don't trust it that much. I said, you need to, because that is special. Yeah. That, I'm talking about full of energy. Well, can you imagine if picking the shot? Him and Tyson Fury are going to fight again. Can you imagine if that's the tactic that he if employs? He that he's going to do something different. It'll I be a different fight. He has to. It'll be a different yeah. fight. Yeah. Now, 
mean, all this being said, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I've talked about. I, I, there's three guys I like to fight right now. You got Tyson Fury, you got Wilder, Anthony Joshua. I think everybody's. I think, I think Anthony Joshua loses both. Facts. He's scared of both of them. A hundred percent. They can I, say I, whatever, and do whatever. He gets. He gets dominated by both. And I'm telling you what I it's heard while taken. I was in oh, yeah, England. England. They don't. The people of England don't really believe. Really? Oh, they don't care for Joshua. I had no. I thought that they would it be blew all my about. Mind. I was like, I had no. I know. And I, because I'm asking questions, I'm like, yeah. like, I would go like so in my hotel. There was a pub. Yeah. I would go to the pub every night, and I would sit down and just talk to people because they knew I was in. Like everybody knew I was there. Yeah. Like, oh, she can't miss you. Well, yeah. they, they're like, oh, <laughs> you know. So I would <laughs> sit at the pub, and like people were like talking to me about it, and how is it train with Tyson, and asking me, and they're like a lot of them knew Tyson because he's from that area, but then they started talking about like Ty- Joshua and explaining how he. Came who he is, so he's a kept man. They're like he's kept, you know. And you know, and I'm like, I love damn. Him. I'm like, so they. I love I that. Yeah, I love that man. Knows yeah. that Joshua is gonna be in for a tough fight, and they want to push that fight to when it makes the most sense, it makes the most money, but, and it, you know, yeah. which is boxing. I get it, but yeah. we want to see it now. Yeah. I don't want to see it when you're 40 years That's old. That's what you got like, like about right now. We got like about the MMA, like UFC. They they're not putting off fights. Hell no. There's no build up. You fight now. Yeah, you yeah. hot now. Yeah, you like fight now. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? the best way to do it. But so uh, one more thing, you know, I don't even know if I have the authority to do this, but I'm gonna officially offer you. BKFC fight. You ever wonder bare knuckles? Yes, right. <laughs> you, you, you ever thought about bare knuckles? So, BKFC? Yeah, yeah I have. I, 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 but it's, it's scary because it's like, man, but, my but hands. You got the pedigree. I know, but it's also like. It's damn, shortened rounds. Shortened rounds. I love it. What? Two rounds. I hit too hard, man. This thing, my shadow on the first punch, man. What am I going to do? Yeah. yeah you know I'm, but look. I'm gonna keep that little. I'm gonna keep that in the back pocket. I think you would excel at it. You're one of the I, few. I, 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 I have oh, about, I have talked to my wife about it. Oh my god! You like, have? Yeah, I have. I watch it. I'm like, this is crazy. I I'm, love it. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you one thing. The the the, the best thing about it might be like the reason I did it is I can't I can't get through a camp of MMA. Body back. You know, you do three days of training. It's not fair not so easy. So it's easy on your body. Okay, so I saw somebody was saying that they train with no gloves, like they hit mitts barehanded. They're stupid. Okay. I don't do that. Okay. <laughs> I, I, use, I use like MMA gloves. Okay. And then like you, people are like, I'm going to toughen up my hands. Man, I ain't going to break your hands. So I've never done Okay. Most we laugh at people. Well, I'm going to take. Just think about it. Something to think about. We know somebody that can help you out. We know somebody can help you out. I trust what you say about it. Cool. You know what I mean? Well, hey, man, Walt, I want to really thank you. It's been one of our favorite ones we've done. It's thank been a great so amount of fun. It. You've been uh, very good. And anything you want to say to people and follow you on Instagram or anything? Shout yeah, out. Yeah. Follow me on uh, all social media at the Big Ticket 205. Um, thank you, both of y'all. I, I'm like, it's crazy that I'm sitting there. Like, dude, dude. You don't understand. Like, I'm, I get to meet guys like you because of him. This dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, Boy, I'm with you. Not, like, as fighters, you have, okay, that good guy was a fighter. This guy was a fighter. Yeah. He was a gangster, bro. Like, you know, lights out, baby. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, man. It, Thank you. You know, it's, it's, it's cool. surreal for me because, like I said, I came from a basketball background. <laughs> and to be in spaces with you and in this moment, you know, not to take not a me. shot. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Me, go ahead. Let me, me have as a man, like, this dude, like, when I first got to meet him, I met you at a strike artist. Yeah. 
I don't know if you remember, but I, I my eyes lit up. I was like, Ooh! you know, like I, you know, this, this, I'm a fan always. You know what I mean? Cannot so, be. Yeah, well, this dude is. This this dude really is he, he put the time in. Yeah, he did. Put the time in. He, he's got. He's got I appreciate it, man. Thank respect you. Respect for me. Oh, so I appreciate y'all. Um, I ain't got nothing, nothing to shout out. Oh, except for my nonprofit. If you want to get a chance to, uh, you know, help us out with that, uh, it's called a nice heart. It's in memory of my daughter. Um, we're going public with it February first. Uh, with the UFC, we partnered with them. They're about to do a big media thing, uh, blast it out all over the world. So if you guys want to check that out, go to nicehard.com. Uh, you know, any donations will help. We just want to make sure we help other people and do other, you know. I'll hit, it I'll, it. Memory I'll, live it. I'll hit it tonight, man. No, you did us this huge salad, man. I got you hey, tonight, sure, man. man. You I appreciate you tonight. I appreciate you. Excellent. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Man, dude. Nice meeting you. Yeah, man, for sure.